It is better to think of the church in the alehouse than to think of the alehouse in the church. Welcome to the first episode of the Go to Hell podcast. Sorry. What is the Go to Hell podcast before we do intros? You want to do uh, what is Go to Hell? You want a brief vision and direction before we start? No, you go. Okay. All right. Uh, So Go to Hell um, is kind of this, this, (laughs) I don't even know what to call it. Uh, It's kind of this dream that uh, we had uh, based around different discussions that uh, Tim and I have had over the past couple of years and... Um, it kind of came to a head one day, uh, over a sermon and we were like, this just seemed like a great idea to just have some conversations about, um, our faith and, uh, and some of those hard and difficult questions and how to continue those, uh, those thoughts and where to take those. Um, and so that's what we're going through here. These are a lot of controversial topics that, um, that, Maybe not everybody will agree upon, but we hope that you listen in and can partake. We have, what is the term? We have strong opinions, but they are weekly held. Strong opinions, weekly held. That's right. Yeah, so this all started because our pastor decided one day to do a series on reasons why people are leaving the church or not being attracted to the church. And every time he did a sermon or a talk, we felt like we'd been gypped because 30 or 40 minutes was not enough time to unpack what he was talking about. And out of that, we decided to start this podcast and we'll see where it goes. That's right. No, no big dreams here. No big dreams. We're going to discuss a lot of topics. Um, to start out, it's going to be a lot of balancing out what, what the difference is between truth and tradition. And uh, we believe a lot of Christians have tradition mixed in with truth, and that's where a lot of problems arise, not only uh, outwardly with the world, but also within our own faith and causing problems within our own faith that we're not really, we don't need to do. Right, and I think that this originally started with those, because when we had that talk with our, or when we went to that sermon, they talked about these are the five reasons why the people are leaving the church, and that's what it started with, but then it is expanded to a lot more of these topics where it's like, we want to talk about some of these issues that are causing people to to leave the church and and are they right or wrong reasons we don't know we just want to talk them out and we feel like that's part of what a lot of the people in the community or the faith community are feeling at this time so it'll be interesting uh so you want to go to intros or do you want to uh explain to people that uh what we do recreationally and how we are well let's explain what we do recreationally uh, if you hear a certain noise, uh, if you hear like uh, this, that's a uh, glass being put down because we do partake of a variety of uh, adult beverages. Um, we yes. are not teetotalers. We've got a couple. That- so, we, yeah, we have a couple beers tonight that we've already partaken of. Uh, what are they, Colton? Uh, we've got uh, Port Brewing based out of, what was it? Did we say San, San Marcos? Marcos? Nice. Um, uh, my sister went to college there. Uh, and then we have Almanac uh, coming up with a, it says West Coast IPA down at the bottom, but they say Next Coast IPA on here. It's the Wesley Cruiser, or Crusher, sorry. The Wesley Crusher. And then the oh, and then the port is the Mongo, IPA, so. which seems like a 
is that a reference to uh, um, Blazing Saddles, I think it is. Yes. Uh, so also as a part of recreational activities, you might hear us make references to several different things. Tim is actually a movie connoisseur. Um, so he has seen more movies than I have been alive for. So, um, but also something that is of note is that we also, though we drink like sailors, we also swear like them. So I just want to give some preferences, or not preferences, some... Um, some warnings that as we continue to drink, there might be a couple of slip-ups, you know. And we'll tackle that a couple of times later uh, in our Go to Hell podcast. But we want to make sure that we're we're not tricking you into being a part of our target audience we have. <laughs> we would love for you to stay, but if that's where you draw the line is that occasionally something might slip out, um, we understand. Yeah. So let's start with introductions. Tim... Why don't you go first? Um, I'm married. I'm 50 years old. Nice. I've got three kids. They're all stepkids. They're all my wife's kids. My my wife. I'm my. I'm my wife's third husband. We can get in. Probably get into that at some point. She's my first wife. So I I married late after starting a business. Uh, spent my early childhood in Oklahoma City before moving to Los Angeles. Spent most of my life in L.A., uh, went to UCLA, studied political science there, and uh, started my business, coached football for about 10 years, and then uh, met my wife and moved to Central Valley. I own a sports media company that I started about 20 years ago. Uh, you and I both attend right now a large Anabaptist church in the Central Valley. It's uh, not where I expected I'd be going to a church. Uh, there was a point in my life, in my faith, that that would have been a no-no, but that's kind of why we're here on this podcast. Uh, I grew up in the church. My grandfathers were both Pentecostal pastors. Uh, grandfather on my mother's side built churches all throughout the South. Uh, my grandmother on my dad's side was a Pentecostal, pa- Pentecostal pastor. She still might be pastoring it in her late 90s. <laughs> Um, my up- grandmother on my mom's side was a missionary, and she was a prominent, uh, she was head of the entire women's auxiliary for the International Pentecostal Holiness Church. Uh, my parents were a bit more ecumenical, partially because they both got divorced very early, and of course that doesn't go down well in Pentecostal church. So when I was a kid, we went to a Dutch Reformed church, non-denominational churches. When we moved to L.A., we went to two Presbyterian churches, including uh, Hollywood Presbyterian. At that point, was pastored by a pretty prominent um, pastor, uh, speaker. He ended up being the uh, chaplain for the U.S. Senate, Lloyd John Ogilvie. Uh, my parents moved to Virginia. First year I was in college, and... Uh, I spent my time trying out John MacArthur's church and Francis Chan's church. So I have been, I've, I've kind of seen it all. And then when I moved here, I was at a Baptist church. Uh, when I was at, at the Baptist church, I spent about a decade leading the young adult college group. I was on the church board for a better part of a decade. I was the church treasurer for a better part of a decade. Uh, so... Uh, led a men's Bible study. So 
I would say overall, I've spent most of my life in the evangelical milieu, but I would not call myself evangelical. And I don't even think my parents actually really called themselves evangelical. Um, they both had degrees from Fuller Seminary and Masters of Divinity. They, they weren't working in the church. They just got them on the side. My dad also taught New Testament Greek. Um, so I don't have a I don't have a church background, uh, sorry, a theological background myself, but I've just grown up in the church and read the Bible and been interested in a lot of different things, read a lot of different books and all that kind of thing. So that's my background. How about you, Colton? Yeah, I think, well, and I think a lot of that stuff, it, it is part of your education. Uh, you know, I think that, uh, well, for me personally, um, I'm 27 years old. Um, I, uh, have been in the church, uh, for my entire life. This isn't, um, something new for me. Um, I started off, uh, uh, you know, uh, I was born, uh, in the Bible Belt of California, which is where we currently are. I was born in Tulare, California. Um, and this is where, uh, we stayed, um, we did move up to Northern California for a bit. Um, my dad was a youth pastor. Um, he followed where the work was, hopefully trying to get, um, to, to find a way to make ends meet. Um, there is a lot of talk and, and we'll talk about it. I'm sure in this podcast about, uh, certain pastors make certain X amount of dollars, uh, for their profession. Um, but youth pastors are not one of them. Um, so, uh, we moved around the state a lot uh, growing up and then eventually came back to Tulare. This is where family was. Um, my family needed help, um, with, you know, financial stuff, helping take care of kids and that kind of stuff. I was in junior high, um, and we were able to make it out. My dad became an educator. I followed him, um, in multiple ways. Uh, I went and became, uh, a youth pastor for about a year, um, and then took on a stint and now not took on a stint, but, uh, and now am an educator myself. I'm an English teacher. Um, I've taken a couple of Bible classes in college. Um, I'm not like I'm not an expert by any means. I don't have uh, a degree in any of this. Um, I did attend a private Christian college, but that was to make ends meet for my degree. So there's no like serious um, there's no serious expertise on my level. Um, and I feel like I'll get back to that in a minute. Uh, my, my family history, where we go with all of that is, um, my grandma on my mom's side was raised Catholic. Um, but she eventually, I think if you ask her to this day, she still doesn't say that she's abandoned the faith. Like, I think it's still kind of, it's kind of, uh, she has ties to it. Like she still says like, you know, like, uh, like we'll be praying for you and that kind of stuff. And she'll still say things. Um, but she's not practicing as I guess that would say. Um, and then, um, uh, my grandfather on my mother's side, uh, was, um, agnostic or is still agnostic. Uh, he calls himself progressive agnostic. He believes that there's something else out there. Hmm. Um, he just doesn't, um, no, necessarily. He's read the Bible several times. He's read the Quran. He's read lots of the teachings of Buddha. And so a lot of those things have, and I mean, they have been a part of my education growing up, um, as to where my grandpa has 
you know, had those conversations. And so, uh, which is nice. It has allowed me to keep a more, I don't know, you got to be careful when you say these types of things, which is what we'll be talking about a bit is, you know, a little bit more of an open mind, um, and understanding different cultures and, and how it is and not just believing that, um, that we have to bully people into, uh, whatever it is that they, uh, what we think. On my father's side, they've been Baptist, uh, since, uh, I don't, I, since, uh, before Jesus, since, <laughs> since before Jesus was actually baptized. I was going to say the Mayfair, but okay, <laughs> yeah. go right. Uh, since, they, since the yeah. stone came I'm open. Sure, I'm pretty sure the, uh, the Pierces, yeah, I'm pretty sure the Pierces were there. Like, um, <laughs> it, we were one of those people that was a part of that whole thing. Um, and so we've been Baptist all the way through, um, and I think it really started with, uh, my father, my father just kind of started rejecting a little bit of that kind of, uh, we do live in this, again, like I said, this kind of Bible belt and he just kind of, he kind of was trying to buck against his family tradition, you know, maybe he's got a little rebellious, uh, teenager in him. Um, and I just kind of followed suit a little bit where I was just like, oh. And I don't feel it towards my family at all, just necessarily is the church doing what it's supposed to be doing. And that was one of the biggest things um, that that was one of the things that I wanted to pursue in this podcast. And, and why I said that, you know, I'd revisit the fact that we're not experts in this field. No. Um, but we are, at, at one point, I was trusted over junior high students. You've been trusted over a men's ministry. You've been trusted over a college ministry. We are leaders in the church, and so um, what do we do with some of these questions that, like, Forrest asks us on, or Forrest is our pastor um, at our church. What do we do when our pastor asks us these questions, or he opens up these floodgates of of doubt and worry? Is it just go home and read the scriptures, just flip open to a page, any page in a Bible, and then just instantly the answer is there? You open up to Deuteronomy 25, 11, and 12, where it says... Uh, what is it that that one says? It says, uh, you know, uh, if two men are fighting and the one and the wife of one comes to rescue her husband by grabbing the testicles of the other man, uh, you are to cut off her hand and show her no pity. <laughs> and you're like, oh, perfect. That solves all of my doubts. Like Deuteronomy, that's where I should have chosen to go from the first place, you know? Um, so how are we supposed to reconcile this? Um, and I think that that is one of those things where we want to have those conversations and just be like, how do we talk about this? Um, uh, and how do we move forward for this believers? So that was one of the main things for me as why I wanted to go in. Well, I, th- I think that's good. We'll circle, just to circle back of why we're doing the podcast. Right. We are not experts, but I'm a big believer. Look, the more you know about the Bible, the better. Um, if you can read Greek, the original Greek, it helps you out. Um, but I think God was pretty smart in how the Bible was written. You don't have to be an expert in it to get a lot out of it. Um, And I think one of the things you and I both chafe at is the church, whether it be the Catholic church and also the Protestant church has for too long said, don't ask that question because if you do somehow it will completely, it will completely unwind all of the foundations of your faith and you'll find yourself questioning your faith one day and then not a believer. And I, that's just that, I don't think ever worked very well, but it certainly doesn't work in this digital age where it's so easy to get information and ask questions and and things like that. So uh, much like before the printing press, it was very easy to tell everyone, 
you can't read the Bible because one, you don't have one, and two, you can't read. But once the printing press came out, that was no longer an excuse for the church to hide behind. And I think we're now in an age where don't ask that question about things that are not fundamental to the faith, which we'll get to what we think are fundamental to the faith, is it's just not, that's not an answer that people are listening to anymore. And I think it's one reason why so many kids have walked away from from the faith um, in in particular. But people are walking away because uh, they've just been told, don't ask that. This is what it is. This is what it says. And if you have any differing opinion about this certain part of the Bible or tradition or whatever, then you're not a believer. Right. And I think, you know, we, um, I mean, I think that for a, a long time, you know, and it's funny that you bring up the, the printing press because it's like uh, the Internet has has changed so much for us um, to where we're able to do this podcast, where we're both a couple of guys that aren't necessarily experts, but we're trusted leaders in the church. Um, you know, we might not be after this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're getting let go after this. Uh, we will need a home. Does anybody have a church for us? Um, the uh, is that we went from being, you know, these 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 people that were walking around and we, we weren't experts before, um, and and a lot of people. But then all of a sudden, the internet is available, and we can look up anything and become an internet badass at any point that we want to be like we can just look something up and we're just like ah that's the answer um and it's hard because our faith just it's so much more than just logical or factual answers that you can just pull up on google there's uh investment and time and um and again we're gonna get into that and we're gonna unpack it and i hate just like putting the carrot in front of people's faces, but there's a process, you know? Well, we got to give them a reason for sticking around. That's right. We can't just do a 10 hour <laughs> podcast like right off the bat. We're just like, all right, we're getting that to the, all know, right, I got it. You guys grew up in the church <laughs> yeah. enough already. Yeah. And so we're just making sure that we're not, uh, we don't want to be internet jackasses. So we could be internet badasses, but not jackasses. <laughs> we don't want to just like go and just, man, we don't want to be belligerent and angry that's why we also again can't harp it enough that these are strong opinions that are weakly held like we're here for a conversation and there may be times where tim and i disagree over this podcast but uh we're here as friends enjoying it over beers and um having good conversation about some of these things that we've struggled with in our faith walk um and and we'll see where it goes so so well let's circle back to the strong opinions weekly held real quick too because i think that is important that's not we have a problem. It's been a problem for a long time. Um, that's been man- made worse by the internet. Uh, we're not allowed to talk out loud anymore because once it's up on the internet, then people just hold you to it and they just assume that that is a strong opinion, strongly held. So uh, over the next couple weeks, couple months, however long this, however long this podcast goes. Bear with us. A lot of this is going to be thinking out loud, and we hope it helps you think out loud and think more about your faith and maybe things you struggle with. Uh, Because, again, too many times the church has said, don't think about that once you start unwinding that. If you dare think that creation didn't happen in seven days, then the whole Bible crumbles. Things like that. That is not helpful to people. Uh, I don't think it was ever helpful to people. I think it probably hindered a lot a lot of folks well before the internet or before television or mass communication. But allow people to think out loud and just say, I'm not telling you wrong about five days, but 
or seven days, but I'm questioning it. And is it okay to question it? Um, can I have another thought about this? So that's what a lot of this is going to be is thinking out loud. And our hope is to not in any way damage anybody's faith. That is not what we want to do. Um, we're hoping it strengthens it and makes you, maybe there's things you're struggling with because you've been told this is absolutely fundamental to your faith. And we say, I don't think it is. It doesn't mean it's not worthwhile, uh, but it's not fundamental to being a follower of Jesus. Yeah, and if you have any disputes and you feel like you are just ticked off at like anything that we're saying, just make sure to email Tim. If you have any like praise or whatever, you can email me 100% of the time. <laughs> uh, but also, I mean, like along that thread is just the whole idea. Of, yeah, this is this is a safe space. Um, we are just hoping that those of you that are that are wanting um, just a connection or maybe you have those questions that you feel like this is a place where um, that those questions are talked about. And um, again, me and Tim will share some of our opinions during this time. Um, and we hope that you accept ours because um, we're going to be posting it on the internet for all of you to just pick apart uh, and just tell us that we're wrong. We're not going to read those, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We might. Then it might get really bad. Yeah. And then we might start pulling out the whiskey and the bourbon that's right next to you. Yeah. Go from the beer to the, to the strong stuff. That'll be a, that'll be a rough podcast. <laughs> or it might be one of our best. Who knows? So... Yeah, we're also excited to have you. Um, uh, but that being said, we are going to use a couple of church jargon things um, right now. We're going to try and make it a little bit easier um, to understand. Um, uh, just, I mean, we talk in like Bible knees is like, you know, or Christianese as some people call it a lot of the time where we just have these, we just go and we just talk and talk. And so we're going to make sure that we try not to do that as much as possible. Um, but we, uh, we do want to talk about today um, and just kind of some of these foundational uh, things um, because those are, we want to let you know where we're at moving forward from here because we're going to start some of those big conversations early and we need you to be aware of where we're coming from um, and, and whether or not this is something that you want to partake in and something that you want to listen to. Um, because these are foundational. That's why we are calling them. I think the Presbyterians yeah. might have been out when I said my Pentecostal. <laughs> my, parents, my grandparents were Pentecostal, but hey, hopefully not. Hopefully not. I was like, <laughs> my mom was... Just kidding, Presbyterians. I love you. <laughs> Cycle back. <laughs> we're trying to be all-inclusive. The Reformed people are definitely out at this point. This is, yeah, this is, this is a very <laughs> ecumenical... <laughs> They were like, Anabaptist! <laughs> Anabaptist. <laughs> okay. Um, so what are our pillars of faith? What are they? Pillars of faith. So, um, actually, the first time that I had heard about this was, oh, goodness. So, like I said, I took a couple of Bible classes in college, and I got involved working with the church um, in, uh, central, in a little town in Central California. And... Uh, a pastor there recommended this, uh, this, this podcast to us. Um, it was a pastor that Tim hired on. Um, he recommended this podcast from a church in based in Minnesota. So, uh, it's an Anabaptist church in Minnesota. Uh, it's called, uh, Woodland Hills. 
Um, but actually, uh, the reason why we're laughing is um, Greg Boyd is the pastor there. If any of you guys have ever heard of Greg Boyd, um, he is uh, for I guess the best way to just kind of describe him is, um, and I, if Greg ever listens to this podcast, I want to know that there's nothing but respect for that man. Um, I and so I use this term like respectfully is that he's very progressive. Um, and I, like, again, extremely respectfully, um, he's very progressive. So, uh, there are people that agree and strongly disagree, um, with Greg. Um, but honestly, like, uh, but one of the things that he did, uh, as a part of his church was once a month, um, or whenever they were done with a series, they would have a conversation with their congregation, um, and we tried to do that a couple of times. Uh, that was mainly because uh, the pastor that Tim hired was, like, huge into Woodland Hills, which I don't blame him. Uh, but, uh, and there was this whole conversation where people uh, in the congregation could text questions in. And if you listen to their early stages of the podcast, you get some really hard, genuine questions that would come from the congregation. And Greg would get up there and he'd bring his, uh, he's one of the teaching pastors. He always says that I'm one of the teaching pastors here. There's several on staff. Um, and they would come up on stage and they would have a conversation, um, about some of the stuff. And, and one of the things that they always disclosed before they got started, um, or before they answered a, a very difficult question is they would go over and they would point back to, uh, what are the pillars or what is the foundations of our faith? Um, and so that's uh, an idea that I looked into more. They always recommended one book in particular, and I would highly recommend this for any believer. Is It was Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. Um, it's not on the level of the Bible, but it is very helpful um, for those that are trying to... It is the modern-day Pilgrim's Progress. It's every every amazing. Every household had the Bible and Pilgrim's Progress for hundred years, I don't know, decades. Those those two books were a must, and I think Mere Christianity is a, is a book that doesn't matter if you're Protestant, Catholic, it doesn't matter. You've got to read that book. It, it distills, it, we're going off topic really quick, but that is a fundamental book because it's written by someone who came to, they didn't grow up in the faith. In fact, they were, uh, C.S. Lewis was definitely an atheist. I don't remember if he was, hostile to it but he was certainly an atheist he came to it late in his life and uh it's a fresh perspective of someone who just didn't go from you know baptized in the church as a kid uh bumbled through sunday school and junior high and high school and then uh went off to college and had their life crisis and then had kids and decided like so many of us unfortunately as christians have that that experience of at some point having to decide when is this my faith and not the faith of my parents. Right. Yeah. So that, that's why that book is fundamental. So anyway, pillars of faith. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. Like, uh, yeah, I think the book was instrumental for a lot of things, but it also irons out kind of, um, these, the foundations of what our faith is based off of. And so there's, um, 
I, I can't really, I mean, we're over radio, so to, I was like, usually I'm like a very diagram-oriented person. Like I said, I'm a teacher, so like I draw things um, on the whiteboard. My kids don't ever get it. It's just more for me, really. It's just chicken scratch on there. Like I look like a doctor just writing everything. See, see, like, see. Yeah, I'm like, you guys get it, right? And I point to it, and they're like, yeah, totally. Um, and then they're in tutoring like two hours later. Um, the, we have a YouTube video that shows that. Yeah, that's what they do. Um, but instead... Uh, just use your imaginations is what I tell my kids is that at the very center of our faith, if you imagine it kind of like as these rings that are just kind of going out, um, where you have, you know, a very, you have a small ring in the middle, but it's your core. Like, you know, there's the different levels. Um, again, another ring spanning out past that and another ring past that and another ring past that at the very core. Um, and again, this isn't my idea. This is an idea that's been around for now about a hundred years I mean it's probably been around longer than that but this is something that's uh, C.S. Lewis outlined or whatever was this is the foundations of the faith where you have Christ at the center this is our faith um, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ then you are not a Christian um, that's just how it goes or you don't necessarily believe in Jesus Christ came it's the message or the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? Like, it's not just like, do you believe that Jesus Christ was a person? Because, you know, um, we can get into that letter later about historical Jesus. But um, if you believe in the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ came down as God to the earth, he died for our sins and then rose um, from the grave, then you are a Christian. You are in that bracket or in that realm, okay? Um, you're on the right track then. Um, like, right, like, and it's not, I'm not trying to be exclusive or anything, but if you were to sit there and say, I don't believe in Jesus Christ, I believe in whatever, X, Y, Z, then you're just not a Christian. Like, that's, that's it's just that simple. You're like, okay, cool. Um, you are that. And it's not an us versus them mentality, but that's just, how it goes. Out of, outside of that, you have what is called the dogmas of the faith. That's the next ring out. Um, and these are what we like to call the pillars. This is what your, this is what your faith rests on. So if you want to continue to look at it further into, like if you want to do it in a different analogy, Christ is, like he said, he is the rock, right? He is the foundation and the dogma is the pillars, okay? Um... I was an architect major for a total of like two weeks um, in college, so I can tell you that uh, the pillars are substantial, okay? Um, so, the, but they are what our faith, um, what a lot of our other aspects of the faith rest on as well. Um, and so those are things simply like, you know, like if you believe in the Trinity, okay? Do you believe that God is three people in one? When I say the Trinity, again, we're talking about do you believe that God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit are one entity, one being that is still God? Um, those are the types of things that are included in the dogmas. Now, the problem is, um, should I go into the other two first? I, I feel like, I was like, the problem is, is that a lot of people believe that there are more dogmas than there actually are. Um, they believe that there are so many more. Well, let's do our dogmas and then let's, we'll let, uh, hopefully we get listeners and they can tell us all the dogmas that we've left 
that we've left out. So, well, so. You, know, you know, there's there, there are just, are just in our pillars, pillars we have, we have just, just you know those substantial things that are a part of the faith, faith um, that that are, you know, like, you know, like it's uh, uh, it's just. I mean, I'm trying to not like to like go to Galatians for like all this. Like, I don't want to just instantly start spouting. Um, that kind of stuff. But I'll go... So after dogmas, you have the doctrine. So you have those foundational pillars, and then you have the doctrine. Doctrine is usually... What we call it today is usually our church splits. Um, these are where you get different churches um, going to different places because of the way that they practice those dogmas or that kind of stuff. So now you have the walls and the paint, uh, all of the stuff inside the house, if that's how you want to view it. This is the doctrine. This is stuff that is pretty important to the people that are a part of each of the churches. Um, but the question is, does your faith ride on that? Um, does your sanctification in Jesus Christ ride upon the doctrines? Now, doctrines usually are, there's so many out there. Um, and this is where, again, we're going to be having this conversation a lot about a lot of some of the church splits, church splits that have happened, like, um, you know, over music, over music, women, women as pastors, uh, what kind of baptism counts as baptism? Uh, yeah. And I mean, like, again, we're going to, uh, we're going to talk about that. And again, those are the doctrines that have split apart churches. Like as much as we, uh, are very grateful to Martin Luther, uh, for, uh, the corruption that he saw in the Catholic church when he did his original, he has also created this huge split, um, in the church to where it is now. Like, it seems like everyone's splitting now. It's like almost like, um, Every five years, there's a new split from a church because just people don't want to deal with other people in the church. They're just like, oh, these people are getting irritating. Let's not try and fix the problem. Let's just split because they're not agreeing with us. Well, let's stop right there because that's, I think, kind of key because, uh, you know, we've, we've, I think we've laid the foundation of this podcast as itself sounding rather progressive uh, doctrinally. Um, and I think over the next, couple weeks, couple months, we're going to spend some time criticizing some things we see in the church. But I personally, I don't have a problem with the different flavors of Christianity we have. I don't think you do either. We're fine if I don't speak in tongues. I grew up in a church that said it, they spoke in tongues. Not sure I quite understand it. But if that's the flavor of Christianity you want to do, that's fine. Where I draw the line is you telling other people they're not believers because they don't speak in tongues. And the flip side to that is there are a lot of things I like about John MacArthur. He, the man teaches, he teaches the Bible extremely well. But when he stands up there and says that he knows that if you speak in tongues, that ain't the Bible because we stop speaking in tongues in the in the, in Acts. And John MacArthur didn't invent that. That's basically Calvinism. I, I got a problem with that. So we're not, we're not shitting. <laughs> we're not crapping on various, various flavors of Christianity. What we're saying is 
what we're I think I think what I would want is just people to be more open. I if I would love uh, every corner in America to have four different churches that speak to people. Yeah, see, Tim is saying this because he didn't tell you the background part where he actually came from a snake church in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> he loves to pass around copperheads. That's his thing. Holy Ghost power. Holy Ghost power. <laughs> I'm like Robert Duvall in The Apostle. <laughs> yeah. A must-see movie. <laughs> He's, uh, yeah, no, um, I, I completely agree. I think that a lot of times we get, um, in Christianity, it is... And, and I say Christianity in, in, in our religion, it gets so messy. Um, and in our culture, in the world that we live in, um, we are so, um, I'm so grateful for the world that we get to live in. And, um, we are in a awesome place, um, to be born and raised. Um, but that being said, there are, there are difficulties that come with it. And so, um, one of the hard things that I have seen growing up is that, and even something that I've partaken in myself is that there is a lot of us versus them mentality. And especially within our own religion, um, in our culture, where we're from, um, in central, uh, California is that we have a huge, um, Catholic community. Um, and the Protestant community, um, views it as a huge us versus them, um, to kind of speak into that. Um, but if you look, at what we talked about just a second ago where we talk about our pillars and we talk about what our our core is we would say that we're all family like right like the catholics um they may do things differently than us they may have those doctrines where they practice differently and there may be some things that you don't necessarily agree with you don't have to go to a catholic church but still view them as your brothers and sisters in christ um i think is extremely important um, again, like we're not, uh, Pentecostal, like we don't, uh, we are Anabaptists. There's no like speaking in tongues on a regular basis in our church. Um, and so, and I, we both have been to a Pentecostal church mm-hmm. and it gets a little crazy. Really? <laughs> we're like, Whoa, my goodness. I mean, again, I came from a Baptist situation. So like I need some air, you know, like, <laughs> I'm like, are people allowed to do that in church? Um, I was like, I thought you were supposed to just stand still and just like, you know, look at paint dry uh, when, you're in a, when you're in church. So uh, I think that that's what's important, again, when we're talking about these doctrines and that kind of stuff is that, again, like you said, is that we have, you can be from anywhere. We may poke, we may poke, poke fun at, a, <laughs> at your church. We'll poke fun at our own, I promise you. Um, but... Uh, it, we are all brothers and sisters in Christ as long as, you know, you are aligning yourself with that that pillar or with those pillars and with uh, our core. I do draw the line with Methodists in their teetotalism. <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> snake, snake church people you are in. He's got a special place in his heart for you. They got the Holy Ghost power. Right next to the <laughs> <laughs> So then once we are done with the doctrines, um, which is, again, the splits of the churches, now we get into the realm of opinions. And uh, tradition. And tradition. 
And where we are going to be talking for a majority of our podcast is we are going to always start with, um, we're going to start with that core. Um, we're going to start with those, those dogmas. We're going to sit there and we're going to evaluate, okay, is this something that is, does our faith swing on this? Um, and you're going to find that a lot of things that we talk about is no. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be talking about a lot of things that are just going to be opinion. Like when we talk about uh, the five reasons why people are leaving the church, when we talk about science and church, how do we relate to that? Tim and I have our own reasons for why we think uh, or whether or not we think science works with Jesus Christ or not. Or, you know, how do we how do we approach this? And those are going to be opinions. Um our faith is not going to swing on that. Again, the Bible, I love the book 100%, but there is a lot of, you know, vagueness over the 2,000 years. Um, it's not, it's not, uh, it is, <laughs> it is not as concrete as people believe it is. Um, so. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be one, that's going to be one dicey episode because, I believe in the inerrancy of the Bible, but I don't believe it. I don't say that in the same way I think most Christians say that. Yeah, we're not going to say that it has flaws in it until the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> and we've lost everybody. <laughs> yeah, they're like, there's flaws in this. Get me out of here. Um, so uh, that is the structure. Is there anything that you want to expand on, Tim? Let's just wrap up real quick what, what we think are pillars. Just the quick pillars of faith that are Jesus, we believe in Jesus Christ. Is yeah. death and resurrection, three-part God. God is omnipotent. Yes. Uh, we do believe in the Bible. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that is important. That is true. I was like, uh, I was like, you could even, like, if we want to be more specific, like, we believe in the holy uh, Christian Bible. Like, yeah. I was like, which is both parts Hebrew Bible and um, the New Testament. So, for those of you playing along at home, I'm uh, a big believer in the Book of Moses too. That's not part of the original <laughs> Old Testament, so although, we can get into that. <laughs> although I've never owned, although I don't think I've ever owned one with the uh, the Septuagint uh, yeah. books in it. Uh, so those are also included. I don't know. I mean, like that's the whole thing. Uh, I definitely think the Pope is hiding something from us. <laughs> <laughs> There's other books that we don't know about. Um, yeah, actually, uh, me and Tim have been exclusively reading from the book of Enoch just over and over Absolutely. Again. Yeah, it's, it's uh, <laughs> mind-blowing. That's the only book we it's, read. It explains uh, the cosmos. Yeah. <laughs> and, and explains that ridiculous chapter in, like, Genesis chapter four or whatever with the Nephilim. It just is one of those you just say, uh, what yeah, just happened? It's, uh, What's we, going on there? That, is that aliens? <laughs> yes, uh, that and the Book of Thomas. Those are the, the only, Book of Thomas. <laughs> those are the only books we read. Uh, the second book of Acts. That is what we mean by the Bible. Yeah, that's. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Okay, we just lost everybody. <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, we're out. We're out. Some people are like crazy people. Some people are like, those books don't exist. <laughs> Look it up, Book of Enoch. You should read it. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, those are those pillars that are extremely important. We may come up with, um, you know, uh, um, some interesting opinions at time, but the, 
the important part is to make sure that when we are talking, I hope that you just, um, if you're ever feeling like we're going off the rails or something, um, again, we are, we're not wanting to hurt anybody's faith. No. If you think we're going off the rails, send us a nice, respectful, well thought out email. We might even read it and we'll tackle it in, in a later episode. And you might say something that we just didn't think about or say it's a good point and we agree to disagree. That is a phrase too many people do not use these days. I agree to disagree and we just leave it at that. Uh, as long as we're not arguing over Jesus and God and all that, then... Yeah, and as long as, you know, like we said before, like um, for all of you that are here that are believers, um, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, uh, we all have lots of love for one another. Um, and then if if you're here and you stumbled across this podcast and you're not a believer, um, again, we still view you as brothers and sisters in Christ because Christ died on the cross for your sins as much as he did for mine. So we love you just as much as a brother and a sister as well. Um, so, uh, no blood lost. No, nothing. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> you ever, you ever the did? holy war might break out. Yeah. That's <laughs> possible. This is called go to hell. So <laughs> why did we come up with that name again? I think it just rolled off the tongue. It just works. <laughs> it's just where we're headed. Apparently. I don't believe in hell. Oh, oh. just ended there. <laughs> Whoever drinks beer, he is quick to sleep. Whoever sleeps long does not sin. Whoever does not sin enters heaven. Thus, let us drink beer.